Lights, and you're listening to P.S. Tape Recorder. Hello there, I'm P.F., this is my tape recorder. Coming up, it's Rocky Laporte. Yeah, I'm kind of in that range, man. And it's exhausting, you know, I was just talking to Jimmy Schubert and you know, a lot of guys, you know, that I came up with, they're going, man, it's six shows a week and you gotta come in early to do press and you're working late at night, it's a grind. Haven't talked to Rocky in about a year, he's got some exciting news. We talked uh, a lot about music and stuff like that, so uh, I think a pretty appropriate episode to have Rocky as our guest because we have some other, uh, I guess, musical happenings going on, including a song of the week from Declan McKenna. It is a banger, and we have a, well, we have a dumb bit that is musically inspired, and let's get to that. So for the dumb bit this week, uh, you get a new dumb bit, number one. And secondly, uh, I thought I'd stay away from kind of the politics or a lot of things I was considering doing for the dumb bit, including something that our president did, which is always, you know, you know, e- uh, an easy target, as it were. Uh, there was a thing about the rainforest being on fire, not being on fire, but uh, I couldn't really find a way to make that particularly funny. But maybe we'll get to that next week. But um, something that did happen is uh, the rock band Kiss was in town uh, just yesterday. I'm recording this on a Friday. They were here on a Thursday. And uh, I woke up this morning, and they, I guess they have uh, tour shirts that specifically name each city. And uh, they misspelled Cincinnati, where this podcast originates from. They put two T's in it, which isn't really what usually screws people up with Cincinnati. It's usually the, 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 uh, the three N's. People give us four, two, uh, and like that. And that's where people goofed up on spelling Cincinnati. But uh, Kiss misspelled Cincinnati, giving it two T's at the end there. And uh, we were kind of wondering, well, how did, how did that happen? And I have a connection, and uh, I'm going to see if I can uh, connect right now and see uh, if we can get to the bottom of this. Let's see. Okay, joining us on the line, we've got a very special guest to kind of explain what happened. Uh, please welcome to PS Tape Recorder. It's uh, Paul Stanley, star child from KISS. Uh, Paul, how you doing? I'm great, Paul. Uh, so tell me, what happened? A big controversy here. You guys had a shirt that misspelled the name of our town on it. What happened? Wait a minute. What are you talking about? What town? Cincinnati. Yeah, there were, there were two T's. Usually it's the ends that screw people up. But, um, I mean, didn't you guys take a look at that? Or are you guys kind of some kind of quality control when it comes to making the tour shirts for the different cities? Well, here's the thing about Kiss. We always give you more. Whether it's uh, more songs or, or more guitar. Sometimes you'll get more letters. <laughs> I, I mean, has this happened in any, any other cities you've played in? C-I-N-C-I-N and A-T-I. How many T's? It's two. <laughs> no, there's just the one at the end. <laughs> it's just one? Yep. How do I know? Are you sure? Yeah, I've lived here 25 years. I'm pretty sure. Well, look. I don't know. I got nothing to do with that. Gene, Gene Simmons was uh, in charge of making all the money with our merchandise. And, uh, 
Good, sort of. Hey, just before I let you go, I had a quick question for you, um, because you know yeah. I know a lot of people. Oh, a lot of people. <laughs> I know there are a lot of people. The show was sold out last night, I think, and I was just curious. You know, um, I-, I liked Kiss growing up. What's that? <laughs> I think those are on eBay now. They're going for a lot of money. You should tell Gene. You, you should tell Gene to round those up. They're going for like 500 bucks on eBay. That's great. Yeah. Okay, what's your question? My, uh, well, I was just going to say, I know, I, I starting in 1974, I kind of got into Kiss with Rock and Roll All Night because I used to play it on CKLW. And uh, I was wondering, I kind of went in more of a, a, a electronic music direction, but I was wondering, did, did Kiss ever consider using like keyboards or anything like that in any of their music? No, I guess it wouldn't. I'm not a big, no, I'm not a big fan of synthesizer. <laughs> okay. Well, great, man. Well, you know, the people, you know, pianos, or just a straight-up keyboard. You know, might not be good. Okay, I was just curious about that. <laughs> Maybe a Kurzweil? I don't know what that is. That's a, that's a, a, a sampling keyboard, they used to call it. No, no, not me. Well, I pre- I really appreciate you taking the time and uh, straightening out this whole uh, Cincinnati T-shirt thing, uh, Star Child. And uh, we'll we'll talk to you again down the road. Okay, remember that was Peter Chris's fault. He's never been doing anything that he's done. <laughs> All right, man. Noted. All right, cool. All right, take care. Kiss. <laughs> Paul Stanley, a Star Child of Kiss. Uh, helping us get to the bottom of the uh, Cincinnati t-shirt fiasco that Kiss had here in town uh, just the other night. And, uh, yeah, uh, thanks to Pat Francis, of course, for favoring us with his star child, Paul Stanley, impression. And uh, now let's get on to the interview. Rocky Laporte is a stand-up comedian originally from Chicago, Illinois, though people in Cleveland may know him as a guy that did commercials for Channel 8 in town for years and years. And, of course, he tours and headlines clubs all over the country, so the rest of you folks probably know him as well, too. Here now is our interview with Rocky Laporte. Hello? Hey, Rocky, it's P.F., Hey, brother, what's going on? Not much, man. How you been? Uh, I'm brother. I've been, I've been bopping around all over the country, you know? Goodness. Uh... Um, yeah, but you know what? It's kind of good news. Um, uh, like, we're in negotiations with, uh, you know, Caesars may want me to be doing a show in Vegas, you know? A residency. Uh, like a residency. Oh, know? nice. That'd be perfect for you. Oh, 
man, I'd be so happy to get off the road. Oh, know, uh, yeah. Like, uh, just, it's all the, it's all, you know, I don't mind doing the shows. It's all the traveling. And the oh, yeah, parts, yeah. But, you know, it would be kind of good. So I just got back from there and, you know, yeah, I don't want to jinx it, but it's in the works. I actually have another phone meeting with them later this afternoon, you know. so I, I know a guy that works for them. You know, the change in your career, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Like uh, like George Wallace, man. Uh, he got that residency sorted years yeah. ago. He couldn't be happier. Yeah, and Louis Anderson was out there for a while. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, that's the way to go, man. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I just talked to somebody who the other day that was doing... Oh, Chris Porter was doing Jimmy Kimmel's club. I didn't know Jimmy Kimmel had a club over there on the link. And, yeah, uh, they just opened it, I guess, not too long ago. It's supposed to be really nice, man. Yeah, the bar is supposed to be a replica of his bar in his house. <laughs> That's what Chris was telling me. Yeah, wow. yeah. And uh, are you a big Vegas guy? Were you always a big Vegas guy, or? Uh, you know, I don't know. I've been going there for so many years. Like, uh, I think the you know the shine wore off. But uh, you know, if if I get to sit in one place and have people come to eat, they say ten thousand new people a day get off the plane. You know. Yep. And nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine go home with no money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, we, we used to exactly. love Vegas, but it's it's just changed so much that uh, it's not really a destination for us anymore. Um, you know, because the you got to pay for parking when you drive, and uh, we we last time we went we didn't drive, but that kind of limited us to that one area of the strip because we usually stay at Mirage. And so we were just kind of like stayed in that area, and they, the waitresses aren't supposed to give you drinks unless you're uh, spending a lot of money. And we figured out a scam. We found out where the waitresses come out of the uh, drink area, and we sit in that row. And then they walk by, and they see you're there. You have to th- so, and then you tip them really well. And then they think, yeah, well, I don't care exactly. how much he's playing. I'm going to get a good tip. I'm going to you know serve these people drinks. So. Yeah. A little pro yeah, tip from PF. Yeah, they know they're going to make money. Though, exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah. But man, they don't. And then now they got these stupid resort fees. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like it's insane. It's just all bullshit they're throwing on. It know? is. Yeah, they went from uh, not charging for internet to charging for internet to not charging for internet. And I think they're they're back. We were in uh, Minneapolis, which, oh, by the way, uh, as you may know, I haven't only been to Minneapolis before, as I famously say, twice for an hour in the airport. But we actually had to go there for my nephew's wedding. So we actually spent like four days there. Yeah, yeah, for the first time. And loved it. But anyway, the hotel there. It's pretty, ain't it? It is. It's very nice. Uh, unremarkable. Uh, a friend of mine was interested in going up there because of the Mall of America. And she, yeah, she has two young girls. And I'm like, well, don't go there for that. But if you're going for other things, then it's great. It's like Cleveland. If, if you're going, if you're passing through, if you have business there, it's fabulous. But it's not like a Las Vegas yeah. or you know, Miami or Orlando where you're going to find. It's a destination. It's not. You know, I know something, I couldn't believe this. They said more people visit the Mall of America every year than Grand Canyon. Do you believe that shit? Oh, I believe that, yeah. Well, we were we were a little disappointed. Um, Pardo once told me, just walk around your mall ten times, which not only is a funny line, <laughs> but it's completely accurate because anywhere you stand in that mall, it just looks like a mall. If you walk into the center where the Nickelodeon Park is, you can kind of see that it's four stories. So then it kind of looks impressive. But if you walk around yeah. just the other parts of the mall, it's just a mall. You know, it happens to have four floors. Mall, it yeah. is just a big, literally, it is just a big mall. I don't, I'm, I'm not sure if the one in Edmonton is any different, but um, the big Northlands one. But yeah, we were a little bit. We were underwhelmed, and my wife was like, "We finished shopping," and she's like, "I don't have to come back here for that." We purposely stayed by it too, thinking, "Oh, we'll do all kinds of stuff there." And oh, 
Nope. It was nice that the train went right by our hotel, so we took the train into downtown and um, ate downtown, and that, so that was a lot of fun. Just like, yeah? Yeah, just like real Minneapolis and, and Minneapolis, Minnesota. And, my, of course, since my I write for the paper there, which is what this is for, partially, um, I was able to email her and text her and say, hey, you know, where should we go? And she gave us a lot of good advice on places to go there, so... But, oh really? Oh good. Yeah, yeah. So we. Yeah, I like it, and the people are so nice. They're just they are. really nice people. They're all, they're like Canadians almost. They, are, they, are. But they don't drink as much. Well, you know, I was talking to Slagle. And, uh, you know, him, you know, Mr. Libertarian, and yeah. we're talking about why, you know, we can't have, you know, European-style socialism here. And he goes, well, the reason that works so well in places like Minnesota is because those people all came from Northern Europe, and this is all this, this we're all in it together mentality. we got to oh, help each other stay warm. I'm like, you know, there's a lot of truth to that, you know. I still disagree with him, yeah. but he, he makes a good point. And like you said, people are very friendly and welcoming there, probably for that reason, because, if, you know, they figure, you know, we, we are yeah. all in this together, and we got to— There's a couple guys— Slagle and um, what's that other guy's name? Tim. Uh, there's a, there's like three or four comics. If you bring up uh, politics, they lose their fucking mind. No, Tim's pretty level-headed. No, Tim's Tim, Tim and I. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, I, I can I, I won't name names. But I know some of the people you're talking about. I interviewed one guy and he uh, on the show here, and he was like, "Everyone's beating up on Trump," and I'm like, you, "You think maybe there's a reason for that?" But no, Tim, he's very level-headed, and and usually we end up talking about music because I didn't realize he's he's a couple years older than me, and he still goes to concerts and you know listens to new bands and things like that, which is very cool. He says it keeps him young. So, and uh, in fact, we. We were both discussing uh, the virtues of the new Vampire Weekend album back in the spring when that came out. So, oh. yeah, yeah, so that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I just opened for Three Dog Night a couple weeks ago. You remember those guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to have an album of theirs when I was. Um, it must have been a, my older brothers or cousins, and they were very friendly with the Beach Boys, who are my favorite band. And so, yeah, I know three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, is that, I love the Beach Boys, really. Right, yeah, Beach Boys and Orchestra Maneuvers in the Dark, which is one from the '60s, one from the '80s. There you have it. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna go see. I have to, both I have of to them. meet those guys. A friend of mine, what the heck was his name? He was a guitar act. He used to open for the Beach Boys all the time, and he got us backstage to meet them, and it was a lot of fun. It was up here in Chicago about four oh, nice. years ago. Yeah, uh, we met them. Well, there's two actually touring entities of the Beach Boys. There's the one that calls themselves the Beach Boys. That's Mike Love, the lead singer, and Bruce Johnston, Mike the Love. keyboard player. Yeah. And then um, there's Brian Wilson and Al Jardine who tour with Brian Wilson's band. And fun fact, you will see more actual Beach Boys with Brian Wilson than you will with the actual Beach Boys because um, they have Blondie Chapman with them who was an official member for like two years back in the 70s. But he's uh, wow. been touring them. Yeah, and I got to interview Mike Love a couple years ago. Had no idea I was going to interview him. I just wanted to interview the Beach Boys. I thought, oh, they're just going to set me up with one of the backing guys. And I had all these questions. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's it like to play with the Beach Boys? How is Mike? How, you know, is, is, you know, did you grow up listening to the Beach Boys? And the publicist comes on and says, okay, here's Mike Love. I'm like, what? wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ready. So that was pretty cool. Was he okay? Someone told me he's kind of a douchebag. I love Mike Love. I am Team Mike. Oh, good okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I read his biography, and there's some of the problems I had with him, he explained in the biography. And he admits that he's kind of a prick, you know, but he's just a, you know, it, it's with a lot of people. Like, you hear this thing, the same things about Letterman or Ellen DeGeneres. There's a very driven people, and when you're a very driven person, it, it can be off-putting to people, you know, where yeah. Brian was always yeah. this kind of innocent guy that kind of lost, lost control a little bit and was kind of steered in the wrong direction by some folks. So I think people kind of give him more of a pass because, you know, think, well, you know, he, he couldn't help himself. He was, you know, 
he had problems. But yeah, uh, yeah a lot of the criticism of uh, Mike Love, I was, later found out, was uh, was unfounded. In fact, the one thing I read in Ve- uh, Las Vegas Magazine years ago, he had a kid in Las Vegas that he never talked to. And uh, I was like, oh, geez, that's horrible. And then later, I, I started to realize, well, and, and I read more about it, you know, a lot of people are insulated. And, you know, you contact their people, and they try to contact the, the famous person, and it, and it never works. Well, later, he, uh, after he read the article, the article came out, he realized he was being kind of a dick, and he got really close with this uh, kid. And then uh, he had some. They went to the lawyers and had some big insurance policy drawn up for his whole family, and everybody had to get a physical and everything like that. And they discovered he was not, in fact, Mike Love's kid. But he still, he, Mike still considers him a son, and he's a full. He's fully vested in the Mike Love empire, just like the rest of his biological kids. Um, so how about okay, that? Good. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> happy ending there. Yeah, and they were very it's nice. Though, I met him once, but it was like brief. It was just for a few. This minutes. was the same. Like a nice guy. Yeah, we just. With them. We just shook hands. And, and, uh, yeah, and I think I remember reading that book too. You know. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, so I got a lot of it was. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm. I like that. I'm very much uh, team Mike and Bruce Johnson was really funny when we met. Adam signed two of my favorite albums. One is called Fifteen Big Ones from 1976, which a lot of Beach Boy fans oh, turns I out. That one, I had that one. Oh yeah, with uh, rock and roll music, the cover of that, and um, even the original It's Okay is on there. That's so that was almost gotten to the top forty, and uh, so I had him sign that. And Bruce Johnson says, you know, you should really get. Oh. You should really get uh, whatever the, the the last greatest hits package was. And I'm like, thanks, Bruce. <laughs> the critics bashed that one. I think if they I did. Remember, like they hits, they were right? not like keen. Yeah. Well, the problem with fifteen big I, ones. I love that album. The, with fifteen big ones, there's a lot of covers on it that I don't really like, apart from rock and roll music. But you take those covers off, there's still eight or nine originals on there, and they're all really good. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, so, think I had it on eight track tape. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I, I bought it I used. Eight track. I bought it used in high school when I got on my big Beach Boys kick. So it was like six years after it came out. But I was looking for anything Beach Boys, and I saw it. I'm like, well, this is cheap, and it's them, and I know a couple of songs on it. Uh, I'll take it. Yeah. yeah. What great harmony. And oh, I know, right? Guys. Then when I moved to Southern California, I even got more into, you know, like, you know, where they hung out, where they started. Oh, know? yeah, yeah. They tore down their old house. Like, there's a highway yes. there now. I went past their house and tore it. There's a, there's a memorial there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wanted to visit that when we were out there, but it wasn't. Um, we were supposed to drive up the coast from uh, Orange County up to Malibu, but we took the freeway part of the way. And I'm like, uh, I was looking at the map, going, I wonder we can get off at Hawthorne. It's, it's only a couple blocks from the from the ocean, but we were kind yeah. of on a time crunch. So maybe next time I'll be able to check that out. Um, yeah, Hawthorne, California. There was, a, there was actually named one of the albums, right? Was it one of yeah, Hawthorne, that, uh, the Hawthorne, California is a compilation of um, outtakes and B-sides and, and things like that. Oh. And the cover is them, uh, uh, Brian's mowing the lawn on the cover, and I think uh, Dennis and uh, Carl are playing catch or something, or, or fixing oh. one of their... But, oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. I just read Wolfman Jack's book, and he, oh, yeah? he married Mike Love. Ah. Oh. He, he was like a pre. He became like a you know one of those ordained. Guys right, right. And he did Mike Love's. Uh, I think it was his fourth marriage or whatever. I did not know that. That was I don't remember that. Yeah, I probably he, read he that in the book. Crazy stories in that book. That I'll guy. bet. I got to read that. I'm you know being a radio guy. Uh, I love reading yeah, everything yeah. about that. Um, so, were you based back in Chicago now, or are you still splitting time between LA and Chicago? Yeah, I'm mostly in Chicago. I'll go to LA for auditions and stuff like that. But uh, you know, if this Vegas thing comes through, I'm gonna have to move there. Right. 
And it'll kind of be good because I'll be a lot closer to, you know, I'm an hour flight from L.A. or, you know, four-hour drive for auditions. And That's cool. I work Southern California a lot anyway in, you know, Arizona. So it would kind of work out. You know, I think it would work out okay. That's cool. Uh, yeah, we were just in Chicago back in the spring. My my daughter is one of her favorite bands, but was playing a club that's uh, across the street and down a block from Wrigley Field. And, uh, oh, is that right? So we took her to see that. And weirdly, uh, the bar two doors down is where a guy from Cincinnati, Mike Cronin, he's a Cincinnati comic. He lives there now. He does a show there every Monday. He hosts a show. And so, uh, yeah, we see it in the Wrigleyville area, and it was uh, it was very nice. I heard of him. I, I think I met Mike a while ago. Yeah, if you're in Chicago, yeah, he's he, he does uh, – he's he, he was featuring for somebody, and I can't remember who now, who was featuring for for a while. And it completely escapes me. Right? Yeah. yeah, and he's been headlining around the Midwest and, and featuring for, I can't remember who he's featuring for. But yeah, you've no doubt run into him if, if you've done anything in Chicago lately, although you're mostly on the road, so I wouldn't... Yeah, yeah, yeah I do a little bit of stuff here. I was, I was going out with Ron White for a while, I was opening for him. Yeah, you were you here know? in Cincinnati, and I didn't find out until like two days before that you were featuring for him, and I was going to try and contact you to get ticks, but then um, we'd already had plans for to do something else. And I was like, ah, oh, damn it. Oh, yeah, that would have hooked you up. Yeah, yeah, yeah that would have been great, because I think my wife, my wife would enjoy your shenanigans, as well as Mr. Ron White's. Um, yeah, <laughs> he's pretty dirty, you know. Like some people, oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, you want to come see your show, you know. <laughs> what Mark will win, you know, I can get a couple right, tickets. Right, right, right. And my friend goes, I want to bring my mom. I go, listen, I go, I'm just telling you ahead, you know, some of his stuff ain't mom-friendly. No, so no. <laughs> I just want to give you, you know, fair warning. yeah. Yeah, he's a, I interviewed him years and years ago, and I might have been even yeah. been pre-podcast. I interviewed him, uh, the super nice guy at a feature firm for Cincinnati City Beat. But um, oh, nice. interesting cat. So yeah, he's very generous. He's a nice guy, but man, he's a road dog. He loves the road. I I don't know how he does it. Like going, he gets it hard every weekend. I guess I'm crazy, but maybe it's easier when you got a big old tour bus in your own well, sure. I think life's a little easier. Yeah, know, if, you're a, if, if you're in the Brian Regan, Brian Regan or, uh, you know, uh, who else, or uh, uh, Paula Poundstone. Or in, Sebastian's making crazy money now. Yeah, and uh, his buddy P. Coriali isn't far behind him. Garden, P.S., did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah, he's doing Madison Square Garden. It's yeah. Talked to him a couple of years ago. Well, talked to him the last time I talked to him. He didn't want to be on the podcast, but he was the time before. He was perfectly fine with it. And I'm like, your buddy Pete Corrielli can vouch for, for me. Ah, we'll just see how it goes. I'm like, ah, that's fine. Whatever. I get it. You got too big, huh? I guess so. Yeah, and I'd be talking to some guy in his family room. Well, now the basement. I've been kicked down to the basement from the family room. But I got a nice little setup down oh, here. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the wife was doing laundry down here, and she stopped and kindly stopped the washing machine so it wouldn't make noise on the recording. But um, oh, that's right. <laughs> that is nice, yeah. So, like, oh, how many weeks are you out on the road? Chris Porter was telling me he's still out on, the like, 44, uh, 45 weeks a year. Is that kind of a crazy schedule you're, you're keeping? Yeah, I'm kind of in that range, man. And it's exhausting. You know, I was just talking to Jimmy Schubert and... You know, a lot of guys, you know, that I came up with, they're going, man, it's, you know, six shows a week, and you got to come in early to do press, and you're working late at night. It's a grind, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you got to get that, that, that theater thing sorted, or, like, you get the residency. Uh, that would be nice, man. I hope this works out. I'm real excited about it, you know? I actually have a, a phone call with them uh, 
a little later today. I got a couple appointments I got to get to. And that's what the crazy thing. Like you're on the road for three weeks and you come home and then you got three weeks of mail. You got oh, you know, geez. my lawn. Yeah. My, my, my furnace actually broke down. Like there's something wrong with my air conditioner. So I got to get that fixed. Oh, geez. And I got to get out of here. I got to get to uh, Connecticut next week. And then I come home for a couple of days and then I'm in Minnesota, you know. Goodness. So uh, what, did, what are you talking about on stage these days? Um, what's... Um, and you, know, I, you know, it's so weird. Like you act, you know, like when you're younger, like you and your friends, you're talking about, you know, hot rods and girls and, you like, know. Like the Beach Boys. And now <laughs> I'm talking about what kind of pudding you get after hernia surgery. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's like your, your world changes, you know. You talk about, uh, you know stuff that hurts you and going to the doctor, but that's your, that's your world, you know, like yeah. you're living in when you get a little older, but it's funny still. I think everybody can, it's relatable, you know, cause everybody goes to the doctor, you know, and everybody's got aches and pains, you know? Yeah. I mean, I had hernia surgery when I was in my twenties. So, uh, you know, uh, people... you know that, yeah, I had two of them. Those were, those were fun. Yeah. And then it's still, it, what's weird is it bothers me not when I actually lift stuff, but if I'm like under a lot of stress, and running around doing yeah. stuff, not even lifting, it'll start to hurt. And I'm thinking the my body must tense up completely, and then that part of my body must be like sensitive to it, and that's why it starts to ache a little bit there. That's the only thing I can think of because I'm not necessarily lifting anything, but it still hurts. It's wow. the weirdest thing. Yeah, that's strange. They patch you up like you got a flat. Yep. They just slap some mesh on they there and like glue and push it, it, get out of here. You know, push it back in there, sew it up, and yeah, you're out the door. Pay pay the. I actually had a doctor tell me like one time it was hurting me. You know, sometimes I get a bulge, and he was just push it in like yeah, like like really like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Well, right? Do they hear the same thing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And in fact, that was a thing on uh, Friends when Joey had his hernia. He if he held his hand in there, it, would, it wouldn't hurt. And they finally convinced him he had to go to the doctor. But um, that was that was pretty funny. Um, and, but I was gonna say like walking around all day, right? Like, in, in his pants. pants. Yeah, yeah. And he had an audition, and he had to stick his hand in his pants <laughs> in his audition with a with a kid for a soup commercial, and the kid's like ah, <laughs> it's like no, no. <laughs> I didn't but, see that one. Yeah. Um, but uh, like I was going to say, is it, and a lot of, you know, comedians closer to our age it, say that is that, um, you know, you know how to be a young man, so you can still make jokes about being a young man because you've been that, but now you have all this experience where you can, you also know what it's like to be older and have experienced things and, you know, been married and yeah. done all that had, you know, maybe had different day jobs along the way and things like that, or even just different experiences in show business, you know, that Absolutely. some of these young people haven't had yet, but so... Yeah, and I don't want to, like, limit my lot. Like, I'm not, like, an old guy just talking right. about old guy stuff, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, this and that. It's just kind of where you're at in your life that exactly. people relate to it, you know? But, even, you know, young people got to go to doctors for checkups. But that's just a small part of it, you know? Sure. I just still talk about meeting stupid people on the street and, you know, <laughs> yeah. how crazy we are and, you know, just life. Yeah. Know, real life. Uh, when you were in Vegas, does Vegas seem to – because Vegas seems to be just a little bit – you know, they, oh, it's good for people watching, but it really is. Vegas and Gatlinburg seem to be like yeah. the two best. You ever been down there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. Uh, my boss, Josh Schneed, is a comedian. Uh, has a whole bit about that. He goes, it's the best place in oh, the I world. I didn't know that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Josh that, is? Yep. He, I'll call my son hi. I didn't know that. Yeah, um, I certainly will. Um, have you gotten involved in one of those dry bar comedy situations? Everybody seems to be doing one of those. That seems like it would... 
you'd be they good. They didn't pick mine up. Do you believe that? Everybody's really? like shocked. They go like, you're, you're clean and you're... Yeah. They passed on mine. Weird. I saw yeah. a clip of Christine Key and she... um, Because Slagle told me you have to be super clean, squeaky clean. And uh, yeah. the, the gal he was recording his with... Uh, said something, something. Oh, she said the word underwear, and they said you can't say that. She goes, "Haha," and they're like, "No, you really can't," because in to Mormons, underwear is something different than. So she had to change the wording of the joke, and then Christine Keys up there yeah. talking about being. Uh, I what she said she was a st- something about being a, a. The joke was she was a, a stripper, or that was the pun, or something like that. And it went by, and I'm like, "Wait, how did that happen?" <laughs> That's so wow. weird. Yeah. yeah. They said, don't do no, nothing about drinking or yep. sex or, yep. you know, you're real limited. I want, but you know what? My act is like 99% clean. I was going to say, I yeah. I don't. For that. Like, yeah. I made sure I didn't, you know, and um, they passed on mine. But you know what's so weird? About uh, a month ago, I did the Mike Huckabee show down in Nashville. Like, he was the governor of Arkansas. Yep. You know? Yeah, yeah. And they're... And that's real Bible Belt, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. And they loved me. Like, I, I, and a guy <laughs> came up to me and goes, did you ever think about doing, uh, you know, like the, the, the church circuit, those Christian kind, did they make a lot of money? And I go, you know what? I go, I'll do anything to get out of clubs at this point, yeah. you know? And I found out a lot of them, they, they're not talking about religion. You just have to be church clean, you know? Right, right, and exactly. You've got to be clean enough to, you know, offend nobody, you know? Yeah, I, and I can't remember who it was told me this when I first started interviewing comedians. Was um, oh God, maybe I could look back through my all my docs. I could figure out who it was, but um, he had he started working blue and gradually started getting cleaner. And he said because someone along the way told him, no one has ever come into a comedian and said, you know what, your act needs to be dirtier. Because <laughs> yep. yep. you can always work dirty, but it's you get really gotta you know. And, and like you said, fortunately for you, it's kind of a natural thing, and, and, for, and for Josh as well. And, and Brian Regan even told me that one time. He said, you know, he, he, off stage he could be as filthy as the next guy, because, but to be on stage and doing that, it just seems weird. Yeah. So. Hey, did you hear Lisa Lampanelli? She, she's doing corporates now. Like, she quit Oh, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, you've done some corporate, though, haven't you? Oh, I do a lot. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. corporates. Well, there you go. Those yeah. Are the best. Yeah. So I'm surprised. How does she? How did she swing that? I because her act is is complete filth. Oh, it was filthy. But she, you know what? She said she got tired of being like mean like that because they're calling her the queen of mean. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Lisa really wasn't like that. She was a nice person. But oh well, yeah, like, yeah. On stage, she was like Don Rickles. Exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, she owned it. That's the thing. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and she, I guess she said that, you know, and I'm happy for her. I guess she's making good money, and, yeah. you know, she's not, you know, and in today's, you know, the way things are today, you know, uh, anything you say, like, people are looking to jump on you. So she, that's, I heard she wrote a totally clean act, and she's doing corporates, and I'm like, oh, good for you, man, you know? Yeah. Uh, this way to go. Well, great, man. It was uh, great catching up with you. And as always, this will be in print, uh, in city pages, uh, in print and online the week you're up there at the House of Comedy in the Mall of America. Thanks, brother. Yeah. yeah maybe you want to say, hey, get a chance to see Rocky before he goes to Vegas. I was just going to say, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah I'll, Vegas I'll... to see him instead of the Mall of America. There you go. Well, I think people would be like the, the chance to fly out of Minnesota in the winter and, you know, fly down to a yeah. warmer Las Vegas. There you go. Hey, did you pick your fantasy team yet? You know what? I haven't done fantasy football in, like, two years. I just completely lost interest. 
Um, yeah. You know what? This is the first year. I think I'm not going to do it this year. I go, you know what, guys? I'm going to take a pass yeah well i was having some day job issues and when i and i it was too hard to getting the people together for and i said you know what i'm just gonna take the year off and you know the the browns were still horrible then so i wasn't really interested in football they've gotten better which in a way has made me less interested in fantasy football because i want to follow the my actual team and concentrate rooting for them so it's like look looks like they might actually have a winning record this year um yeah so there's that and I might do the Yahoo free one where they just throw you in randomly with a bunch of people and like there's no money in it, but just, just for fun, just to see if I still have them. Yeah, there. for fun. But, uh, but exciting news, in neighboring Indiana, you'll, as of Sunday, you'll be able to bet on pro football at the casino. I am so I excited. Know, you know what? My buddy uh, works. He's going to be working oh, at that's the right. casino, at Horseshoe Casino. You yeah, have, yeah and, and, uh, right just a, a, across the border from you guys. I forgot about that. Yeah, that was one of the ones listed yeah, in the— Yeah, 20 miles from the border. Yeah, and we're um, like—it's about a half-hour drive for us over to Lawrenceburg, Indiana, where the big casino is oh, there. Nice. I told my wife, we're going to go. I'll hey, my son was at that Bears-Colts game last week when uh, all that stuff happened with Lockley. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he said the whole stadium, like, it was, like, crazy, and they're booing them, and people are throwing <laughs> his jerseys on the field, and, you know? Yep. Yeah, it's, hey, he's, he has other things he wants to do, man. He can't, it's, and until they can figure out a way to keep football from killing guys, uh, yeah, I, I'm not... Yeah, what's he supposed to do, end up in a wheelchair? Exactly, you know? yeah. Like, I read, people are crazy, you know? I read Bernie Kosar's book, man, and that guy, he got his bell rung a lot. He said he officially had five yeah. concussions. He reckons it was probably, like, ten times that. Is that right? And, yeah, and finally, they finally got him straightened out. He's on, like, med- medication and stuff like that for CTI, and he seems to... For years, there were rumors he was he was drunk, and he was all... This, and, it's, and it's like, no! Did, did, we all watched him get his bell rung. I mean, I was there. I was, you know, I was, I was only in high school, but I watched that guy. I get slapped around a lot, obviously, you know. And I think yeah, I met Junior Say out at this so they said, you know, he oh, yeah. suicide from that. And then there was another guy on the Bears that killed himself. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Lyle Alzado. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, so don't be mad at Andrew. And plus the Colts have a Super Bowl. So I don't. I don't have a yeah. Super Bowl. <laughs> so if anyone has a right to be mad at anybody, it's me, uh, the Jaguars, and who else? The Texans. We're the only three. Oh, and the Lions. We're the only four that have never been. So, yeah. Yeah. So, but You're a Browns fan, though, right? I exactly. Think, I, I yep. like them this year, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. I keep saying to people, though, who's going to break their leg first, Baker Mayfield or Odell Beckham? Because <laughs> it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Defense is good. Yeah. Defense was good last year. It is. The defense kept them in games last year. They just couldn't get over the hump with the offense sometimes. But yeah, they um, they should be in good shape. Well, uh, yeah, they're starting to believe in themselves. Exactly. Yeah, because it's a whole new you know crew of people and it's a new coach and so hopefully yeah we'll get things we'll get things turned around. Well, great, man. Well, good luck to your Bears and uh, hopefully again we'll see you in Cincinnati. I'll I'll keep an eye out for you. Do you still feature for Ron sometimes or anybody else? Because that's kind of slipped in under the radar here on that. Okay. I still go out with Ron like every month or two, you know. Oh, okay. Something and then uh, I'm trying to get back to that Liberty. uh, The Liberty funny about okay. Well, we'll keep an eye out then. Yeah, so and, uh, I'll let you know for sure, okay? Yeah, yeah, we'll come up and see you. Because we shop up there. And, uh, and my wife's always wanted to go to oh. the, the... We went to the old Funny Bone on the river. We haven't been to the new one yet up in Liberty. So that'd be a great opportunity to do that. Oh. Yeah. Well, great, man. And then I'm in Cleveland, I think, in the spring, like January, February. Ooh, my daughter might be moving there. Exactly. Yeah, my, my daughter might be moving there. So it'll be more of an excuse for us to go up and, uh, and visit. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. So we're very excited. 
But um, does she know nobody moves to Cleveland most people move out? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Well, she's gonna move there hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Well, she um did an internship at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and on her last day, they called her into the office and offered her a, a permanent job starting in January oh, when, her, when she graduates. Man. Right. So we have they, yeah, they, yeah. they have three passes from mom and dad. Well, she got uh, Josh's business partner, the other guy that runs Cincy Shirts. Uh, he's up there today because his mom is at Cleveland Clinic getting some tests run. So him and his dad went up there, and she got him uh, free tickets to get in. So oh, yeah. buttering up, uh, buttering up the boss. Yeah, good job there. So. Yeah, <laughs> right. All right, brother. Uh, cool, man. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Rocky. Thanks, Bye. man. Bye. Thanks again to Rocky Laporte for being on the show. You can catch Rocky. He's at the Mohegan Sun Casino September 5th through the 7th. That's up there in Connecticut. And then he's at the House of Comedy there in Bloomington, Minnesota, right there in the Mall of America, September 12th through the 15th. And he does a private event in Muscanti, Iowa, September 28th. So I guess you have to be uh, be in the know to be on that one. And uh, fingers crossed, hopefully, that he gets that residency. And then you can see him anytime you want out there in Las Vegas. So let's hope for the best uh, with Rocky on that. We're up to the song of the week now. Song of the week comes from Declan McKenna. It's his first new... Well, he had a song on a soundtrack, of course, we played a couple of months ago. Uh, but this is his first, uh, I guess, a proper tune. It's going to be from his new forthcoming album, which we reckon is going to be released at the end of September, we are guessing, possibly in October. The tune is called British Bobs. Uh, Declan kind of fits in with that, uh, you know, singer-songwriter vein over in Britain. Uh, a George Ezra, if you will, a Sam Fender, uh, people like that. But he's... um. He's a, he can be a bit more political at times, where those guys really aren't. Uh, they're singing more about relationships and things going on around him. But uh, Declan can get political. His first big hit over there, or his first widely known tune, was Brazil. He was very critical of FIFA and uh, the world soccer governing body. And uh, this new tune, British Bombs, it's like super political. Very critical, uh, not of the U.S., but of his native Britain and its involvement in foreign wars and meddling in other people's uh, affairs. And uh, it's just a catchy tune, too. I think you're really going to dig this. It's got a great catchy chorus, uh, a lot of great hooks in it, and uh, it's a five-minute tune, unusual for a single these days. That they've been trying to cut them back to be more, I guess, radio and Spotify friendly. Because people, who has five minutes to listen to a whole song? Let's be honest. But anyway, uh, this is again the uh, song of the week from Declan McKenna from his forthcoming album. Uh, the track is called "British Bombs." It is our song of the week on PF's tape recorder. So long, and thanks for listening. Great snakes, are we moving?